Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 4th of September, 2022. No! Ah! Ah! How is this still happening? The middle of the universe is rather a long way away from Frontios. And the TARDIS isn't going there willingly. Uh, uh, we've been thrown around the room for hours now. I ever thought about seat belts? The TARDIS has some somewhere. We need seats as well, then. We'll get the wicker ones back out. Screw them to the floor. It's easing out, I reckon. The time vortex isn't always, um, well, well tarmacked. Sometimes it has the odd cobbled area. Ah! No! I'm feeling cobbled, all right. Nick and Benji. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. This yes. is Big Finish Audiobooks, Audio Drama, and well, this podcast, all for the love of stories. Ah, in a few moments, Benji and I will be talking about Unit's new medical officer. What? Harry Sullivan in a third Doctor <sighs> adventure? I realise that if you're not a classic Doctor Who nerd like us, you may be confused, but perhaps we can unconfuse you. <laughs> Following that, it'll be the Good Review Guide. This week, we're talking about The Third Doctor, Volume 8, featuring Conspiracy in Space and The Devil's Hoofprints. That was The Devil's Hoofprints. <laughs> it works. Then we're off behind the scenes with The Fifth Doctor Adventures 42, The Auton Infinity, starring Peter Davison as the Doctor with companions Tegan Nutello and the Brigadier, all doing battle with our plastic pals who aren't fun to be with. What do you see, my child? No humans in sight. See what you did there. Following that, it's once again time to open your ear inbox with listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Oh, it warms the cockles of your heart. Oh, in our also available segment, we'll be celebrating the eighth and sixth Doctor's companion, Charlotte Pollard. Hello, my name's India Fisher and I play Charlie Pollard. Then the randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Cue the sneaky preview. This is Joe. Oh, that was so sneaky. And then it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week it is, of course, the Auton Infinity. Looks a bit like your old school, Turlow. Feel free to lead the way. Absolutely not. I haven't got the shoes for this. Do you ever? Just imagine the TARDIS landing somewhere with pavements. We've landed in plenty of paved places, Tegan. It's more like crazy paving with you. But half the fun is going off the beaten track. Just um, make sure you watch your step. So we just announced uh, yesterday from when we're recording this on Friday, but a few days ago from when you're listening to this on Sunday or maybe even later in the week. I mean, we could, I could go on. Shut up. OK. Uh, <laughs> we just announced the cast of our latest Third Doctor adventure, Kaleidoscope. And a familiar name. You won't know why I'm singing that, but... Uh, it's weird. Uh, and a familiar <laughs> name turned up on the cast list, which has got people very excited. It's a cameo, right? 
Okay. Harry okay. Sullivan. Have you watched Planet of the Spiders, for example? John Pertwee's last I mean, adventure. Are you asking me that question? Are you actually asking <laughs> me that question? Well, it's for the listener's benefit, I suppose. Yes, yes, I have. I remember I watched it originally on double VHS from Blockbuster. That sounds like you played two v- VHSs at the same time. Well, you only get half the picture, you see. So you to... <laughs> I love the idea of that. I don't. It sounds like a nightmare. Um, One's out of sync. Rewind it. I uh, have you noticed that in it, uh, Sullivan, the the new medical officer, Sullivan is mentioned. Yes, so, I did. Yes, yes. So you know, Alan Barnes, who wrote Kaleidoscope, uh, said. Uh, uh, said, you know, Harry is around. Wouldn't it be fun if he turns up, but, you know, in a cameo that doesn't mess with continuity? So it's not a big old Harry adventure, but he does. That's why his name's not on the cover and there's no But picture. he's there. He's but there. he's there. He's there. And it's 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 interesting, I, I would say, uh, in Kaleidoscope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the music, but it is out at the uh, end of um, October folks so i did some recording for this i can't remember the session really but i do remember um when i was sending the recordings off Mm. that i was really conscious of the fact that i had to make sure i'd spelt kaleidoscope correctly because it's Uh, a weird word you're Uh, so so, right you're so right i mean heather the producer heather challenge you know uh, a guest of this podcast only a few weeks ago she said to me, every time I have to write an email about Kaleidoscope, I have to relearn how to <laughs> how to type it. Because it's true, and I do it every time. It's K-A-L-E-I-D-O-S-C-O-P-E. It's the E-I bit that I have trouble mm. with. Every time I have to kind of I-E. Go, you, yeah. can, you could, you know, how it's so easy to get them mixed up. I before, I before E, except, e, except, after, except C, after C. But, C. Except there are more exceptions to that rule than there are. Hundreds, yeah, hundreds things that it's, adhere to it. This yeah, is where but, we discuss all the interesting things, isn't it? Right, uh, exception number 492. Uh, you must not use I before E if you're eating a pie. Um, before <laughs> oh. E. Um, time now for our good review guide, of course, featuring the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at the Third Doctor Adventures. Yes, it's a bit of a Third Doctor theme going on here. Volume 8. From Big Finish Productions, The Third Doctor, Volume 8. Conspiracy in Space. Could it be City Stardust jamming with the spiders on Mars? Don't be absurd, Joe. Dare you place a claw on the hilt of your sword? I am the Lady Zin, Dowager of the Jade Chordata. As a matter of fact, I know exactly where we are. Well, it's not the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, is it? An Earth female? She may be diseased. Draconian guards? Doctor, we're on Draconia. That would seem to be the obvious conclusion. And may the words choke in my windpipe like a half-digested mammalian. Three... Two, one, and chokes away! Eyes must intercept and kill. The young emperor is not beholden to anything said in haste. To place, place myself, myself henceforth on his draconian majesty's secret service. Aren't you a little short, Draconian? I think they're going to ram us. Look out! Intercept and kill. Hey! <laughs> 
devil's hoof prints. I've waited such a long time for this. Doctor, come out and look. Ah, interesting. <gasps> what was that? Relax. Mr. Chilton, we're ready. Yes, good. Submerge the superconductor coils and activate circuits one through four. <laughs> it works. It works. Oh, if the famous ghost doesn't get you, it looks like a nice spot for a picnic. He's meant to be a sprite or spirit that haunts the tour, and he's only ever seen in the coldest winters. Doctor, Miss Smith, over here. Ah, there he is. Why has Unit been called in? This isn't a holiday, Doctor. Yes, well, it couldn't be helped, old chap. Doctor, get down. I will. For pity's sake, man. Reverse the polarity before it's too late. You'll find I'm in charge here, Doctor. Chilton must be insane. Have we ever met? Not to my knowledge. How odd. I almost feel as though we have. I'm sure I would have remembered. Yes, quite. The Wild Hunt. Big Finish. We love stories. We'll just go to bigfinish.com. Type in hoofprints. H-O-O-F. Prints. Uh, into the search pane to experience some rather fabulous third doctor goodness so first up we got one here from indie mac user jacob mm. licklider um the third doctor adventures volume 8 is once again a fantastic installment and a great way of big finish to explore the less explored era of the show explore well, the less explored that's a very kirky in that isn't it um <laughs> if you <laughs> that's a new word i've made come on uh, <laughs> while still playing into what makes the third Doctor era work. Uh, both stories play on the strengths of the era, uh, examining tropes and styles of the writers specific to the era in the way to create new stories using some classic ideas. And that's 8 out of 10. Well, I mean, that was a 10 out of 10 review, wasn't it? But it is volume 8, so maybe the 8's appropriate. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did you follow that reasoning? I didn't. Blogtohoo.com Peter Nolan says, together the two stories in this volume represent a parallel universe of a third Doctor, not quite the one we know, but it's one which contains the best of this universe's version, crafted with love and skill. It proves Big Finish's firm grasp of what made Barry Letts and Terence Dix one of the great teams in all Who history. Agreed. It's a world well worth the visit, and Blog to Who's already looking forward to our next day trip there. Well, that was the Annihilators, the next one. Um, that's a lovely review, I think. I, I think I've said to you before, and I've probably said on the podcast, Benji, that I think of our third Doctors as the third Doctor from the TV action <laughs> comics. Yes, you, know? you have said this yeah. before, yeah. That's yeah. not a bad thing to think, though. Yeah, I, I thought that was proper Doctor Who when I read those all those years ago. It's weird, isn't it? But what is proper Doctor Who? It's all subjective, isn't it? It all is. That's what it is. Well, it let's is. see what Ian McArdle thinks mm. of Doctor Who. Coltbox.co.uk. Yes. Ian McArdle says the regulars are all at the top of their game here. Uh, Tim Trelaw's take on the third Doctor just gets better, really? whilst Katie Manning brings forth all of Joe's familiar compassion. Uh, as the Brigadier, John Coleshaw continues to entertain, while Sadie Miller truly impresses as Sarah. There were numerous moments when we forgot we were not hearing Elizabeth Sladen. Well, yeah, I agree. This continues here. Yeah, it does. It continues here. Uh, conspiracy in space is a high concept romp uh, with numerous spaceships and plenty of daring do. 
Love that phrase, daring do. Uh, whilst with well-drawn uh, characters and a terrific monster, the Devil's Hoof Prince is a satisfyingly chilly treat of a tale. Yes, you have to put on a coat when you listen, you see. <laughs> well, it is set um, in the snow as well. Well, there we go. In which case, uh, where will the jumper? Um, <laughs> with excellent sound design and pitch-perfect period score from Nicholas Briggs, there we go. Oh, nice. These slices of Pertwee-era action are fantastic, and that's five stars. Couldn't wow. say better myself. Did you use the blizzard sound? Well, I didn't do the uh, uh, post-production sound on that. Ugh. I mean, I did the music. And I didn't use any blizzards in that. Uh, WhoReview.com, Daniel Mansfield, says both Barnes and Valentine, that's Alan Barnes and Rob Valentine, the writers, do a good job at world-building and characterization, and their scripts are brought to life well by Tim Trelaw, Sadie Miller, Katie Malling, Manning? Manning. I, I think I said Malling. Uh, sorry, Katie. And John Culshaw, uh, as well as the rest of the cast. Recommended. Nice recommendation. Thank you. Well, Who review? Baz likes it. I mean, Baz, Baz from We Made This Network.com. Baz Greenland says, Overall, the Devil's Footprints, as it says here, the Devil's Hoofprints, uh, is a taut uh. time travel mystery with plenty of atmosphere, rich, fun characterization, and a few twists Woo. to keep the listener on their toes or hoofs during the four-part <laughs> adventure. Coupled with bold sci-fi Machiavellian drama of conspiracy in space, this is perhaps the strongest volume in the third Doctor Adventures range yet. That's nice, isn't it? Yes. Mm. If you haven't got into the third Doctor Adventures range yet, do have a listen. We've uh, had another one out this year, and one's coming in October. The aforementioned Kaleidoscope. <laughs> It's the name of a Susie and the Banshees album, that. Is it really? Oh, mm. yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, Matthew Kressel. From a sci-fi James Bond adventure to a pseudo-historical, the third Doctor Adventure series moves from strength to strength. Something it does with assuredness of experience from previous sets and pastiching one of classic Who's best eras. Not to mention that... In a year already full of fantastic releases, this is another feather in Big Finish's cap. <laughs> sorry, that feather made me tickle you. Oh, yes. sorry, sorry. Move, move, move the cap. Um, well, <laughs> Liam Radine on Twitter says, Loving this, the fabulous Manning official, that's Katie Manning, isn't it? Is back in tow with Tim Trelaw's third Doctor Who for a brand new adventure Conspiracy in Space. Uh, can always rely on Big Finish to keep my childhood memories. Burning Bright. Oh, nice. That Burning Bright, that wins the uh, phrase prize of the good reviews. Prize. Uh, so, <laughs> prize. Uh, at a motor hum. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that sort of a man in a motor? I don't know. Uh, loved the Devil's Hoof Prince, a perfect subject for Doctor Who and a brilliant cast. Derek Griffiths. Yeah, he was brilliant, in it? Love Terry. Alan Dobby Six, probably a house elf. <laughs> Listening to Big Finish's third Doctor Who serial, The Devil's Hoofprints, starring Tim Trelaw, Sadie Lady, Sadie Miller, Sadie um, Lady. and John Colshaw, sounding fantastic. At DWSSG01, hashtag Doctor Who Listen, The Devil's Hoofprints Fab Adventure, taking you back to tea time 1974. Great fun and a cast that are loving every min. Esp. Especially, that means, I think, the delightful Carolyn Seymour. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Rolling her Devon vowels. That's right, she was. And Sadie, <laughs> even though she was recording in France at the time. And Sadie Lady 1 is perfect at capturing her mum's tones. A joy. 
from Big Finish. That's it for the reviews this week. Next time, we'll be talking about the rather glorious Torchwood, the Great Sontaran War. But still to come on this podcast, listeners' emails, Lee mails, sent to podcast <laughs> at bigfinish.com. And we'll be celebrating Charlotte Pollard, companion to the Doctor, played by the wonderful India Fisher. But first, let us delve behind the scenes with the Fifth Doctor, 42, the Auton Infinity. Hello there, this is John, and in this story, I'm being the Brigadier. And I'm Janet, and I play Tegan. Doctor! Brigadier, so very good to see you. And it's Miss Jovanka and Master Turlow. Brigadier. Hello again. Not really dressed for North Wales, Tegan. Not in the slightest. This'll get the aficionados going. This one. It's very complex. Uh, there's quite a lot of Hoovian mythology, isn't there, John? Yeah, oh yeah, there is. Th- th- there is. It's a, it's a very... Uh, It'll keep any fan right on their metal mm. from that uh, point of view. The Doctor's timeline being very messy and jumbled and time doing all of those strange tricks it does, they are all in this story. It, it's like um, a million pieces of string and spaghetti all jumbled up and dollop. Work it out. <laughs> My name is Peter Davison. I'm the fifth Doctor. <laughs> I'd hardly describe what you've been doing as leaping, Doctor. You've been out cold for the last 12 hours. I don't suppose you could tell me what's been happening, could you? Oh, Doctor, where do I begin? I was quite pleased that even now uh, I I, I do manage to pick up what's going on (laughs) without any having any right to do so. Uh, You get into a a mode of Doctor Who, uh, sort of deciphering and unravelling scripts which on the surface you think, what the heck is going on here? Um, But when you get used to it, you just, I don't know what it is, really. I always remember that when we first started. I seemed to understand the scripts sometimes better than the director. This is no uh, uh, especially on on Ken. I'm talking about the original directors who would come in, you know, doing one show one week and then another one. But so I, I, I I, I was very fond of the series as well but you know it's like all these Doctor Who things and I think you have to be so much part of the reason you have to be so much better now with scripts is that you know when we'd made it they really weren't examined in that way you know there was no videotape there was no really repeats barely so that holes in the script did not really appear you just watched it for that that 25 minutes and it zipped by and then that episode was over now you know, stories both uh, on the TV and Big Finish are poured over and any little mistakes or inaccuracies are, are, are noted, I imagine. I don't know if you ever get any letters from fans saying, oh, in episode three of, you know, a story you did this. But you, you do have, I mean, as I say, they're, they're studied now. It's almost like a, you know, exam document when you're writing, when you, you, know, you have to make sure that, you, that there are no holes in the script or as few holes as possible. I don't know what you are, but those aliens behind you, they really are alien, aren't they? My children! What have you done to them? The masks. Are they controlling them somehow? Very perceptive. I just saw one of them blink. 
I think that listening to Tegan's spirit and that spark, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. It really is. And I think that just raises everyone's pace. She's wonderful. She's absolutely... She, what a pace setter of a companion. Wonderful. Uh, talking of outfits, you're back in your uniform. Taking a leaf out of Turlow's book. Mine's practical. Mine's purely decorative. Comes out for special occasions. Special occasions like alien invasions? Inside. We'll brief you there. For this story, um, it was it was wonderful to play the, the brigadier opposite the fifth doctor for the first time. And also the, the Anthony Ainley master for the first time. And so my point of research... The five doctors, watching the five doctors and just get up to pace with all of those familiar phrases that just lock you into the character. For the brigadier, ah, you attract trouble, doctor, you always did. Uh, ah, Mr. Vanka. You know, uh, th that sort of, um, that sort of flourish and that wonderful, uh, every syllable is uh, absolutely beautifully enunciated. And um, for the Anthony Ainley master, that sort of elegant malevolence, you know. Getting closer to the microphone, it sort of works at a quiet level. Yes, you can get me into the zone. <laughs> Rescue the doctor. All of those, you, you just run those familiar things. Phrases that you know and you're very familiar with. You can apply that familiarity to it and just get the right sort of sound. That can be one of those most distracting things if you're reading through something and you're thinking, oh, I haven't quite got it in this take. I'll try something different in the next go. Um, you've got to be a bit pernickety, but also let it flow as well. I'm Lucy Fleming and I play Veronica Holmes. Well, Veronica Holmes is a very meticulous sort of red tape lady from the ministry who gets quite cross quite quickly about things and doesn't like to lose control and it's it's a fun part to play because I think there's humor in the way she deals with things she's not always very polite to people because she thinks something's gone wrong but she gets very swept up in in the action and that's also fun to play because it's fun to be part of Doctor Who anyway, and um, my approach is just to make her as real and as straight as possible among this mayhem, really. Now, for the record, if he gets in the way, it'll go in my report. If that sounds like an idle threat, Captain, please bear in mind that I've recently disbanded a whole regiment with a paragraph. The pen is mightier than the sword. If all you needed were pens, Captain, I wouldn't have to approve such a costly budget. I've been part of Survivors for several million years now. Uh, firstly, the television series and, the, and then the, the uh, lovely scripts that, you, that Big Finish uh, wrote to continue the series. And that's been incredibly fun. And to play the same character uh, since that I played in, first on television in the 70s is extraordinary, really. And um, no, it's been a great, a great uh, thrill for me to be able to continue doing that. Hello, I'm Ken Bentley, and I am responsible for directing Doctor Who: The Auton Infinity. Oh, I love working with Lucy so much, and 
I get so used to working with everybody we work with regularly, to be honest with you, and working on Survivors I loved anyway because I really loved the series, really enjoyed the company of everybody um, who, who worked on it. Working with Lucy and Carolyn um, as often as we did during that period was just brilliant. Um, I was very sad when that came to an end and so have always been looking for opportunities to work with people um, again and find find other roles for them so it was great when this script landed and there was that opportunity to, to um, cast Lucy but then I didn't realize until today that this is the first time Lucy's had the opportunity to work on Doctor Who that's bonkers surely Lucy should have worked on Doctor Who before now it's always great fun working for Big Finish even though we don't at the moment get the lunches but um, it's rather nice recording from home it's for me, the appeal is Doctor Who. I, I've never done, had anything to do with Doctor Who at all. And of course, it's such a hugely wonderful creative force. And I'm just delighted to have been offered the part and to, to have fun with it, which it has been. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and yeah, touch 42. Do now, I, I, I urge you to write the word 40, yes. F-O-R-T-Y, yes. and then yes. put in the number Two with a space. space yeah. Sorry, yes. why am I not letting you explain it? Sorry, I'm just being, no, it's fine. I'm no, micromanaging I, you, Ben. I, I appreciate the support. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, Are you wearing it though? Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's it's rather tight. Chafing. Uh, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the most out of breath Doctor ever was. <sighs> Tegan, uh, time now for listeners' emails. This accessory should have been an inhaler. Um, if you if you want to, to send your emails over, you don't need an inhaler. You don't even need to be out of breath particularly, because I don't. I mean, I don't find typing particularly strenuous. But if you do, Fair that's point. fine. But if you want to uh, send it to podcast at bigfinish dot com, yeah. send it. Well, here is a professor of potions, Brian Snape here, who says um, uh, Michael Wisher is considered by many to be the quintessential Davros. The original, you might, well, and so forth. Um, my <laughs> hypothesis as to why he was so memorable is down to having his voiced Daleks, before, having voiced Daleks before. Having been a Dalek, he understood that they would be a reflection of their creator and so created a Davros who was all but Dalek himself. To that end, Mr. Briggs, as the voice of the Daleks, would you ever consider sitting into the role of Davros? Uh, please enjoy the attached photo of my best friend Briggsy, uh, named after the, ini- after the inimitable Mr. Briggs. <laughs> He's a fan of the War Doctor Begins, whilst I'm enjoying the Ninth Doctor. Thanks and, ad- and adoration for the amazing high quality audios. Look, it's you, Nick. It's Briggsy. Yeah, it's a little dog, isn't it? <laughs> so Brian has named his little dog Briggsy. I don't know whether he's been serious or not, but I'm honoured either way. Um, would I, I have actually played Davros in a, a talking book um, I can't, for Penguin, I think. And I did a bit of a Davros voice. I'd love to play Davros, but I'm not sure I'd like to wear all that makeup. Seems like particularly... Maybe just do it on order. No need for me to play Davros. We've got Terry Malloy and also Julian Bleach for the TV series. I don't know whether he'll ever come back as Davros. That's that's pure open air uh, speculation. I don't know anything, folks. Next up, it's uh, time to catch up with a review from Philip Edney from the Sirens of Audio podcast. Philip was sending in reviews to go into our good reviews section and somehow with 
all sorts of things going on. We got out of sync. So let's get back into sync, Philip, with uh, Missy and the Monk. I'm not sure there is a more delightful pairing at Big Finish at the moment than Missy, played by the delectable and unpredictable Michelle Gomez, and the Monk, played with charm and self-deprecation by Rufus Hound. These two are hilarious together, and you never know what they are about to do or how they will play the lines they are given. The situations they move through are often absurd, but yet the listener is engaged in every ridiculous plot and scheme. Verging constantly on madness, there is still always threat through the human and yet you just keep warming to them. The audience is left with the dilemma of not wanting them to succeed, and yet you do. The Madness starts with Body and Soulless by James Goss. How Mr Goss has managed to write so many scripts this year that hit it out of the park is beyond me. It's genius, you see, it's genius. His trademark humour is present throughout as Missy starts the story with just the monk's brain kept in his car- in her carpet handbag. A cross between Crazy Mary Poppins and the Brain of Morbius, these two threaten the existence of an entire planet as they play out their life-taking games. Johnny Candon's first script for Big Finish, War Seed, allows for a more... Uh, allows for a bit more sanity as Missy has something to prove, which she just can't manage. And once again, James Kettle shows what a great storyteller he is in Two Monks, One Mistress. Set in Renaissance Italy, it is the perfect place for the monk and a nun. When Time Lords cross timelines, fun and disaster follow. Gemma Whelan enters the mix with Panache. Panache is not the name of another actor. It's the, the artist it's formerly known snack, as isn't it? Bert Smith, eat. now called Panache. Panache. <laughs> panache. Yes, would you like some of my Panache? <laughs> I like my Panache with a spot of jam, actually. It's got, it's got some in a bag here. <laughs> panache. panache. Uh, this box set is so much fun, but will make you feel guilty smiling. Uh, Joe Kramer's music and the sound design is spectacular. And as always, director Ken Bentley gets amazing performances out of all his cast. Looking forward to hearing what comes next. I read that sentence that it said, uh, Ken Bentley gets amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's really got amazing this time. Uh, Philip Edney, The Sirens of Audio. Let me recommend their podcast. They, they do loads of big Finish interviews, don't they? Have you been interviewed on there, Benji? I have been interviewed on there. Yeah, they're great, great company. Great guys to, to just chill out and, and chat talk shop with it's brilliant they just did one with heather challens as well you know i did i saw a bit of that very very nice very nice and they think they had alfie on there as well didn't they alfie shaw was oh yeah on yeah. there as well an exclusive interview so they're, they're making their way around the old big finnish offices they are Drop i was slightly in. distracted when you were reading that because um, I, I got a message through that said you've been sent a message and it was by somebody i've, I've never heard of it's oh. by a chap called japeth uh, from uh, Abuja in Nigeria, and it just says, "Big man, I salute you." <laughs> no idea. Wow. But uh, but if you're listening, well, at least he's um, not a Nigerian prince who wants you to lend him five thousand pounds. Well, no, that's in the following email. <laughs> yeah, if, be if you're listening you out there, Japeth, I salute you too, big man. <laughs> I uh, want, we got I want one... to salute him too. Yeah. yeah, let's salute him. Yeah, there we go. Doing it, um, <laughs> Japeth. Um, Julia here uh, has a subject this one craving for music sweets Um, you can get them in Woolworths near the pick and mix Um, as a great enthusiast of incidental music I wanted to praise all big Finnish composers for their magnificent scores it was such a pity that in the recent releases as far as I'm aware the inclusion of the music sweets 
uh, is becoming less frequent. Uh, I'm thinking, for example, about Yoan Morris, uh, Morris's The Warmaster Self-Defense Score, that added new nuances unheard of in the previous releases that accompany the Tenth Doctor or about Together in Eclectic Dreams. Um, in the latest classic Doctor New Monsters box set composed by Toby Robinson, um, with its ethereal and dreamy sequence. But most of all, this is about the first volume of Gallifrey War Room. That, being the beginning of the new series, has a completely brand new score made by Howard Carter with a wonderful, exciting and epic new theme tune. It's been such a disappointment to realise that the score wasn't included in the release, though that didn't lower my appreciation of that amazing volume, of course. Uh, I realise that in the physical release there is a limited amount of time on each CD, and having eliminated the fifth CD with the bonus content for economic reasons, sounds like, sounded like damn economic reasons, um, <laughs> it's better to use the amount of time left at the end of every episode to include the interviews, which are also very interesting. Very interesting. But very interesting, Nida. Um, yes. Uh, but I was wondering if it would be possible to add the music suites as digital bonus content to download separately. I'm sure it would be a much appreciated not only for me, but by many other people who love to listen to those beautiful compositions. Many thanks. Love from Italy, Julia. Thank you, Julia. Oh, that's something I'll investigate. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, we should be able to do them. As uh, some composers want to share, others don't particularly. But we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, and that's it for the emails this week. More next time. Send to podcast at bigfinish.com. As always, the randomoid selects Sean's gearing itself up in the background. Can you feel the vibrations? Oh. Right this minute, getting ready to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But before that, it's time for Also Available, and this week we celebrate Charlotte Pollard. Benji, what do you think of when I say Charlotte Pollard? Happy times and happy memories and yeah. early Doctor... I say early Doctor Who, I mean, it's not early Doctor Who in the grand scheme of Doctor Who, but I guess just like early Eighth Doctor stuff. It was sort of, I guess, like at a time where I guess like Charlotte Pollard was the current companion. It certainly mm. felt, felt like that to me. You know, well, especially yeah. when yeah. when listening to those early releases, and yeah, it remind me a lot of um, long car journeys. Actually, not in a bad way, in a <laughs> way that it was when I discovered that I could listen to Big Finish on portable CD player while sitting in the back of a car on drives to Cornwall when my parents were driving, and I could just yeah. transport myself to like Doctor Who, and I was suddenly listening to Doctor Who. And it was just, it was a really, and, and, I, and I, I just feel very fondly about that pairing of the Eighth Doctor and Charlotte Pollard, I guess. Brilliant. That's lovely. And you've sort of encapsulated that sort of the perfect um, Big Finish listening environment there. Um, I remember that India was, uh, we had a huge casting session just generally, not for a particular character. Uh, loads of people had written into us the moment Big Finish started, sending cassettes mostly, and it was that long mm -hmm. ago. And so uh, Gary and Jason sorted out, that's Gary Russell and Jason Hageller, of course, uh, sorted out having this s several casting sessions where we'd just bring some of the people in. We would listen to the tapes and Gary would say, oh, I'd like to meet this person, this person, this person. And India was one of the people who I think maybe Jason had met 
I don't know, like in, uh, I want to say in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe, but I'm not sure. But anyway, she came in and did an audition. We thought she was great. And she was cast in something, Winter for the Adept, I think she was cast in, playing Mm. a character in that. It's an Andrew Cartmel script for the fifth Doctor, I want to say. And, um, but then when, when it came round to creating a companion for the eighth Doctor, I think both Gary and Jason said we've got to get her to do it uh yeah and so alan barnes wrote the first script um storm warning and he created the character and alan you know as script editor and writer has had a very close relationship with charlie um so yeah it's um it's very the, the character is very special to alan and of course, Alan revisited that in you know, which we're going to mention in a minute in the Further Adventurous, which is the latest Eighth Doctor and Charlie Boxer. Um, but anyway, it's, since we're talking about that first series of the Eighth Doctor and Charlie, let's remind ourselves with a little trailer mashup. Memoirs of an Edwardian Adventurous by Charlotte E. Pollard, Chapter One. Candy floss clouds scattered as the mighty dirigible soared into the black night sky. Raise your glasses, gentlemen. I give you the R101. The R101. Doctor! Doctor! Where are you? Gone again. No luck, though. <gasps> I thought for a moment you were going to cry out for help. Oh, how can you be so annoying? Look at the state of this place. It's all seen better days. I'd be ashamed to have carpets like this. No wonder it's deserted. You don't think that she could save us? I do not think anything could save us, Your Grace. Just as well. Salvation is, I think, such a dull and worthy concept. The distant sound of ceremonials. I wonder if they're into sacrifice as well. They usually are at that time. Together at last. I'm here, my lord. Where have they gone? Strange chap, that one. If it's all right, I... May pop back again tomorrow to check up on him. Then, of course, Charlie crossed over, you know, some years later, actually, into the sixth Doctor Adventures because Alan Barnes said he wasn't quite finished uh, with her. Uh, You know, so we came to the end of her with the eighth Doctor. I think she thought the Doctor was dead. And then suddenly a TARDIS materialises and (laughs) out steps a rather colourful clothed gentleman. And... uh, Let's uh, remind ourselves about some of those adventures. I'm Charlie. What are you shouting for? I appear to be handcuffed to this bed. Oh, Doctor, but it's thrilling. Curses and tombs, revenge from beyond the grave, scheming gypsies and highwaymen, of course. It is the curse of our family. A bough falling from that tree heralds the death of the eldest Doomwood. This is the Doomwood curse. Curses are just superstition. They have no power. Rookwood, the book that invented Dick Turpin. Uh, no, Doctor. I think you'll find Dick Turpin was a real person. A world with an icy core, tropical by day, sub-zero by night. A world carpeted with strange and deadly flora. And the name of the world is... Her Doctor. Come on, come on! Step to it! It's not me they're remembering. But they they can't be. Charlotte, it's you. No, really, no. They're remembering you. Well, this is absurd. You. But what is the word? What is the word? Doctor, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. 
Continental breakfast? Ah, that's mine. Thank you. And a full English with extra black pudding. Oh, thank you. Could I have some more coffee, please? <laughs> oh, no. It's you. Oh, charming. A Merry Christmas to you two. Arrogant. So I suggest we play a fun little game I know. Very popular in the police. It's called explaining things properly. I've spent the last two hours learning how to do pseudo-coups. <sighs> I don't suppose you've got any weapons or anything stashed in your cupboard. I'm afraid not. <laughs> then, of course, uh, there were the two Charlotte Pollard spin-off series without the Doctor. Um... I don't know. Have you ever heard those? I haven't, actually. Yeah. I, I remember when they were being put together, but like all things Big Finish, when you're working on Big Finish, it's really hard to just listen to more Big Finish because you've focused on your own Big Finish. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say Big Finish again. Big Finish. Well, this is the Big Finish podcast, so we can say Big Finish whenever we like. Um, yeah, uh, I worked on those very closely. I directed the first uh, box set, and uh, I think I wrote the second boxer anyway uh, let's remind ourselves of those my name is india fisher and i am here doing the charlotte pollard spin-off series <laughs> knowledge of charlotte pollard expunged and it just feels like coming home remind me about that just now who was accusing who of going mad that's quite enough from you robert now shut up and drive i'm just very flattered that you know people are interested in charlie as a as a sort of you know alternate thing to um, without her doctor <laughs> Forgive me, I was having the oddest dream. You've got precisely ten seconds to explain exactly who you are. Perhaps you'd like to tell me where I am. Hi there. Oh, hello. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, I, I know Charlotte Pollard. She, she speaks to me. Mama? Is that you? Griffin, show the Viren craft. Viren? Back so soon? The mission is completion. I don't suppose you've ever heard of the R101? Of course. Hasn't everyone? <laughs> Please don't do this! There has to be another way! I mean, the time paradoxes alone are mind-boggling. I don't really see you have any choice in the matter. I'm surprised at you, Louisa. Given our experiences, not to mention the Grangers all that time ago. Be quiet, Richard, dear. What are you doing? Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. There's a light! A figure! A face! I must say, you're being remarkably sanguine about all this. I remember when you were writing those, actually. Yeah, we got some that, great yeah. reviews. And the story is yet to be concluded. It's still on the schedule. Um, so, you know, there will be, at some point, uh, another, perhaps, final series of Charlotte Pollard. And our latest adventures for Charlie were in The Further Adventuress, when we went back in time to find out what was happening with Charlie between her first and second seasons. The only place in the world where one can relax entirely, you said. A spirit all of its own, you said. Like a wine, it has a bouquet, you said. I did. Well, it's got a bouquet, all right. Doctor, it absolutely honks. It's Paris, Charlie. City of light, city of life, city of love. Come to think of it, it does smell a bit. 
from Big Finish Productions. Oh Lord, we seem to have roused the mob. Indeed, Miss Pollard. When I say courier... Don't worry, I'll courier like a lapper. Courier! Doctor Who, Charlotte Pollard, the further adventuress. <sighs> what are they? Giant moths? Oh, I hate moths. Hate moths! What's that? That is my sonic screwdriver. Oh, 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 Selka! What did you do to my daughter? Oh, Doctor! No! It's taking off! Doctor! Stop firing! It's gone. Yes, and it's taken Charlie with it. I've never seen them do anything like that before. These are the coordinates for the Garazone system. Garazone? When we went there, you nearly... Died, yes, I know. What's happening? The doctor's doing something clever. Like what? Not entirely sure. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute! Are you saying that my daughter was being controlled by a signal? There's nothing we can do. They brought this on themselves. You can't just go tearing up an ecosystem and not expect consequences. Big finish. For the love of stories. I need help. And you're the only other person I can think of who has a motive for getting back up there to Amsterdam's airship. True, and I'll tell you something else. What's that? You are going to be extremely grateful you teamed up with me. But perhaps the last word on Charlie should be left to the brilliant actor who has portrayed her for so many years, my dear friend, India Fisher. It was incredibly good to be back. It's always lovely to play Charlie and always lovely to play opposite Paul as the Eighth Doctor. It felt like a great homecoming and it was um, a wonderful script to start with. Um, it's a proper old-fashioned romp through space and time with the Doctor and Charlie. It's exactly where you want to be with them and it doesn't disappoint. It is brilliant. Great voice for audio, that's the thing. It's just Super. a wonderful voice. Uh, and also, she's incredibly dynamic as well. We had her recently in um, Sherlock Holmes uh, yes. and just completely transformed into a different... And a lot of people, they, they actually sent in emails to say that they didn't know it was her. No. They didn't clock it, which I think is really interesting. It is, it is a, an excellent performance, yes. She was very sort of like that, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, if you if you, you want to go to bigfinish.com, just type in Pollard, P-O-L-L-A-R-D, into the search pane at the top, and that'll be a really good place to start because you'll be introduced to a whole flood of great audio adventures from our favourite Edwardian adventuress. Don't forget, though, we'll be drama-teasing you with the first 15 minutes of The Auton Infinity, starring Peter Davison very soon now, but first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What we got? Okay, well, we're in there with um, 8.4 Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Ghost in the Machine. Oh, um, Which I think is also the, the name of an album by the police. Um, this is the Benji just says things out of the apparently album titles. But this is a lovely story because it's um, it's got Katie Manning in it. Yeah, Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, that lamb was sure to go. Is what it says on this. The TARDIS is <laughs> empty. You've just been profound. The Doctor has gone. <gasps> Joe Grant steps outside into the darkness and finds the frozen body of her friend and the ship's log recorder. On it is attached a simple message. 
Excuse me. As she explores this place, recording her every move, Joe discovers the horror that lies in the shadows. But by then, it is too late. Well, there you are. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles. Ghost in the Machine. Doctor, this is Joe. Though, of course, you already know that. I'm in the control room and I'm just wondering where you are. And, well, if everything's all right. Doctor? Hello? Um, is anyone there? Hello? You should not have come here. Leave now while you still can. I can't leave. I'm trapped here. Just, just like the rest of you. No, Joe. You have to go outside. It's what the doctor would have wanted you to do. Katie Manning. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Absolutely can't go wrong. You can actually get this in a bundle as well, if you really fancied. Because we do the bundles in Big Finish. Um, obviously, the discount doesn't apply to that, but if you want, you can get the Companion Chronicles Joe Grant bundle. But just putting that out there, if you like your Joe Grant, it yeah. might be the, the bundle for you. That's nice. Also, this is directed by Louise Jameson, you know. Oh, well, from one companion to another. There we go. There we go. You know, fantastic. Absolutely. She's a great director as well. Really great. Very sensitive and tuned into people's emotions. Yes, I admire her greatly. Um, while I email Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach this offer to, 25% off, Benji will tell you how to get that discount. Uh, and he's going to do it in the style of what could it be thanks for your help um uh, <laughs> i can't choose it for myself that's, that's, why not, that's not you how, could it's not how it was i was Can actually you... anticipating you to, to to you were looking on the desk for something and i was just expecting you to say something like in the style of a ruler <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a ruler a biro uh, a ruler like Elizabeth II. Um, what about Peter Davison? Can you do it in the style of the Fifth Doctor? Well, I'd have to get very breathy. That's the thing. Well, if you want to, just come with me. I don't know who I sound like. Uh, just go to bigfinish.com. Chris Tarrant. Chris, <laughs> and you're, you're with a billionaire. That's a great question for you here. Uh, just go to podcasts.com. <laughs> just go to bigfinish.com. Um Go to uh, slash podcast if you wish. Go to read more underneath. Come on, Tegan. Um, when when you're there, just click here and enter the code buck up with a piece a of string and a legs. kettle. Just, <laughs> shut up, doctor. Um, <laughs> and you'll win a million pounds. Just click here and enter the code buck up. He's just gone northern now, but enter the code. <laughs> this is a, a world tour of This is a, a world tour of who? who is it? Nobody knows. I just go, <laughs> as I always do, I'll be sensible for a moment. Podcast, uh, if be you just sensible. go to bigfinish.com slash podcast, when you're on there, you'll see a picture of us. Underneath the picture of us is a blurb in the blurb. It says just click here and enter the code buck up. You enter the code buck up, B-U-C-K-U-P, no spaces, no punctuation. Uh, enter in and you will get your discount. Build that collection. Come on. Well, that sounded just like Peter Davison. Uh, Ran, yeah, was, <laughs> you know, he's, I, if I were him, I'd be really worried about my job yeah. right now. The reason yeah. I said Chris Town is that there's there's a fan who does an impersonation of of uh, 
Peter Davison, and it's to me, it just sounds like Chris Tarrant. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny, I saw some of these people that this just skews in a different way, doesn't it? Which I think, and I'm trying to think, does does Peter Davison sound at all like Chris Tarrant? Write in and let us know to podcast a bigfinish.com. Does Peter Davison sound like Chris Tarrant or what? Uh, well, more importantly, does Chris Tarrant sound and can he do a good Peter Davison impression? That's what I want to know. Do you? Not really, no. but, I'll, you know. <laughs> I do. Uh, Ran, you're a pal. Next week's podcast is entitled Tenant Classics and features our brand new Tenth Doctor Classics. Tenth Doctor Classic Companions Classics. release. Classic, not to be Clanions. missed. Clanions. <laughs> the con- Clanions. And we'll also be celebrating Bernice Summerfield in the build-up to her brand new box set, Blood and Steel, coming out the following week. But we're having a little little you know celebration of Bernice Summerfield which is the first thing that Big Finish did so you know brilliant series and continuing great stuff that sounds pretty exciting to me oh, good. Oh, good. I might have to go and listen to some Benny now in the meantime dear listeners thank you for being with us once again and don't forget to send your emails in and send them to podcast at bigfinish.com and tell us what you're up to what are you listening to and what you'd like to listen to and please don't forget we do all this for the love of stories well you're two lifelines down now now stop it <laughs> and now let's join the fifth doctor in celebration of his 40th anniversary i, I think i've been displaced along my own personal timeline into my future i guess Doctor, Patrick died. What? He died. It was the Cybermen, on a ship heading for Earth. Patrick's dead. Doctor, are you all right? Um, maybe he's having a relapse, Patrick. You're not stupid. No, no, you're not. Then why do you treat me like a child? I'm... I'm afraid of losing you. It's happening again. What is? The time slippage. I don't understand. I can't stop it. No, no. Doctor! Why can't I work out what's causing this? There must be a reason. Whoever you are, whatever you are, I will find you and I will stop you. I will put an end to all this. <laughs> Ah, so you're finally awake. Brigadier. As ever, I find you in the most surprising places. And I find myself in them, too. I just need to get my bearings. Leaping around takes it out of you. I'd hardly describe what you've been doing as leaping, Doctor. You've been out cold for the last 12 hours. I don't suppose... You could tell me what's been happening, could you? Oh, Doctor, where do I begin?
Oh, sorry, Sarge. I know I packed it here somewhere. Oh, are you the lady who's going to turn us into monsters? We've seen to the others already. Just looking for our starting flare. Well, we can't start yet. Not until you're ready. We move as one. Mm. All right, then. <laughs> Where do you want me? Sit down. Is here okay? I'm Dodson, by the way. Prodigal. Oh, is that Welsh? No. Well, they do have some funny names around here, don't they? Pretty places, though. When we're on leave, me and Palmer have made a pact to visit Port Merion. <laughs> oh, oh, what you got in your bag of tricks, then? <laughs> here you go. Oh, that's hideous. What is it? A mask. I'm not wearing that. Oh, yes, you are. It's got tentacles and boggly eyes, and they said you were just going to use face paint or something. Are the others wearing these? They're getting used to them as we speak. <laughs> but they look a right bunch of... Oh, it's all cold and clammy. Put it on. <sighs> there we go. Now you're the pretty one. If I'm the only one like this... You're not. Uh, what the heck is going on out there? We told you. They're just getting used to their masks. What are you... Oh, wow. Your face is... Oh, is it shifting again? It's hideous. We can't all have your good looks. What's going on? What's happening? Even if they weren't your looks to begin with. Sit still. The more you struggle, the more it hurts. If we don't find him soon, we'll need to send out a blooming search party. Get Lascar on standby. Aha. See him. Finally. Won't be long now. Out. Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart? What gave it away? Oh, it's an honour to meet you, sir. Uh, do you need me to get the door for you? I may be retired, Sergeant, but I can still enter a vehicle unaided. Sir. There we go. My dignity is only slightly dampened. So, either you're late, or I was dropped off in the wrong place. Uh, you were sadly absent from the rendezvous, sir. Should I report the driver? No, 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 it's, it's all my fault. Insisted on reading the map myself. And then I sent the poor chap away with a flea in his ear. Terrible thing, pride. Might have wandered around the mountainside all day just to save face. I wouldn't have given up on you. You won't tell Captain Mears about this, will you? Just between ourselves, sir. Thank you, uh, Sergeant... Warry, sir. Sergeant Warry. Something else between ourselves. I think today is going to be rather a long day. No! Ah. 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 How is this still happening? The middle of the universe is rather a long way away from Frontios. And the TARDIS isn't going there willingly. Ah. Ah. We've been thrown around the room for hours now. Ever thought about seatbelts? 
The TARDIS has some somewhere. We need seats as well, then. We'll get the wicker ones back out. Screw them to the floor. It's easing out, I reckon. The time vortex isn't always, um, well, well tarmacked. Sometimes it has the odd cobbled area. Ah! I'm feeling cobbled, all right. What's that? I'm not sure. The disturbances are stemming from one central point. If I'm clever, and sometimes I can be, we might be able to land right in the heart of it, find out what's going on. Here we go! It might get a little bit... Never mind about seatbelts. Let's think about crash mats. What time is he arriving? Any minute now. He should have been here an hour ago. If we start this late... We'll start bang on time. Never you fear, Miss Holmes. Then at least let's get out of the rain. We don't have to stand outside mobile headquarters like a welcoming committee. The man has no official standing. No, but he saved this planet more times than I can count, so we can afford him some respect. Bear in mind, I didn't want him here either, Miss Holmes. It's your people who insisted. Yes, well... Ah, here they are now. Now, for the record... If he gets in the way, it'll go in my report. If that sounds like an idle threat, Captain, please bear in mind that I recently disbanded a whole regiment with a paragraph. The pen is mightier than the sword. If all you needed were pens, Captain, I wouldn't have to approve such a costly budget. Brigadier, sir. Captain Edward Mears. At ease, Captain. A pleasure to meet you at last. First time in Snowdonia? You know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. You were expected here earlier. Uh, my fault, ma'am. The terrain slowed us down. Oh, and thank goodness you're not expected to traverse it all afternoon. Shall I traverse back to the peace conference, Captain? Yes, Warry. You're with Second Squad. Sir? A brigadier, Veronica Holmes from the Ministry. Shall we step inside? I believe the Captain wants to show you his expensive equipment. Was it son the guy said? Uh, don't worry about it, sir. Just a reminder that we're hoping to make a good impression on the Ministry today. Geneva is looking to uh, diversify our income stream. Oh, good Lord. I'm so pleased to be beyond all that jargon now. Don't worry, Mears. I know what's expected of me. I'll sit quietly in the corner. I'm just an observer. What do you see, my child? No humans in sight. They're either good at hiding their presence or bad at detecting ours. We're told to expect a combination of deviousness and stupidity. We have the tactical advantage. We do indeed. But now we have to let them know the invasion has begun. Why? Our ally once again. So we shall play along. Here is the flare, prodigal. Thank you. You were the last to adjust, my child. How do you feel? We feel like part of you. That's good. We feel like part of you, too. We may fire the signal. We move as one. As you can see, we've the latest in military electronics. 
In my day, mobile HQ was little more than a hut on wheels. You really are Ted with the tech, aren't you, Mears? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? Something Crichton calls you. This map here, it lights up. Uh, um, uh, yes, uh, via radio technology. We're covering an area of 20 square miles with seven squads positioned in key incursion areas. Uh, intelligence suggests the invasion will commence somewhere in this area. Mears, have you finished with the Brigadier? You may be Ted with the tech, but are you Ted with the time? <sighs> right, sir. Let's get you stationed somewhere comfortable. Uh, that nickname won't make it into the report, will it? It'll be in paragraph one. Flare spotted, sir. Oh, bang on time. As I told you, Miss Holmes. Actually a little premature, but no matter. So, we've tracked the spaceship landing trajectory, and the map's lighting up. Looks like third squad is closest. Tell them to intercept at Vector B. Palmer, fourth and fifth to form a perimeter around the conference. Sir. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Earth is under attack. Excellent stuff. I'll just uh, sit over here then, shall I? <sighs> we made it. I'm still shaking. What planet is this? Uh, Earth again. Uh. And from the looks of things, I do believe we're in Wales. So, definitely not the middle of the universe. Is this really where the temporal disturbance came from? They might have been flung off course somewhat. Perhaps I should... Aha. And what's that when it's at home? It's a diversiform intensifier. Rolls off the tongue. Looks like a pen. It was a pen. Used to write in different inks, depending on which button at the top you pressed. I adapted it. Instead of multiple colours, now it produces multiple energy readings. You're really missing the sonic screwdriver, aren't you? It's just something I threw together as I ferried around the crevice. Well, instead of diversifying the whatnot just yet, maybe we should start with the big house behind us. Looks a bit like your old school, Turlo. Feel free to lead the way. Absolutely not. I haven't got the shoes for this. Do you ever? Just imagine the TARDIS landing somewhere with pavements. We've landed in plenty of paved places, Tegan. More like crazy paving with you. But half the fun is going off the beaten track. Oh. Just um, make sure you watch your step. You four, with me. Yes, sir. Yes, it's definitely Wales. You ought to bet. Hang on, they're coming round here. What's this, then? A manor or a monastery? Do we shoot him or salute him? It's abandoned, that's what. All the windows are boarded up. And what are you tracking with your new toy? It's stuck on green at the moment. What does green detect? Life signs. So, not that abandoned, then. Apparently there are multiple figures just about... Oh, here. Ah. Hi. Hello. Uh, you can't be here. That's obvious enough from the guns. But they're not pointing them at us, so that's a positive. 
this is the uh, International Peace Conference. I, I didn't. I, I mean, nobody. I would. I mean, nobody was told. H- hang on. The International what? In this wreck? Yes. Uh, these are two of your delegates. Uh, uh, Tegan, the ambassador of Australia, and uh, Turlo, the ambassador of Austria. There's a bit of rivalry between the nations. I'm trying to mediate. So, is that the plan? The Doctor's already a part of it? And how do you know I'm the Doctor? Oh, we saw the TARDIS arrive. Oh, neat trick, by the way. But I bet the real one isn't so noisy. But you shouldn't... I mean, um, the invasion's barely started. The invasion? Of course there's an invasion. Hmm, something doesn't feel right here. May I see your instructions? He, he normally just wings it. Oh, are, are they confidential? Do you mind if I check in with Captain Mears? I'm worried there's been a mix-up with the timeline. We need to get this right. Trap 1 to Greyhound 5. Trap 1 to Greyhound 5. I repeat, Trap 1 to Greyhound 5. Over. Greyhound 5 here. Over.